0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Answers for Life with Pastor Shelley, where we take life's difficult questions and give meaningful answers using the Word of God. I'm your host, Noel Wagner. Pastor Shelley, today we have a special guest. We have Alex Piscina here. Uh, he's a church planner in yeah. South Florida, that's right. and he's so. he's got a church plant that's it's about five years old. He's going to tell you all about that. But Pastor Shelley, we're glad to have him in the studio
1: today. We are excited that Alex is with us today. Alex, I remember when we first met on a Zoom call, of all things, a church planning Zoom call, and I heard your testimony, and then we connected a little bit about yes, a mission trip, and you're on the mission trip right now in the panhandle. That's right. Uh, it's amazing today that that all the work that needs to be done in South Florida, because of all the people moving in, that your church, which is a church plant, has come to the panhandle to do ministry and you'll tell us a little bit about that in a minute but it's just kind of funny that a zoom call brought us together and now we're ministering together uh with this podcast you know before long we're going to hear somebody say that uh they a couple will come and say well where'd where'd y'all meet well i met on a Zoom call during COVID is probably what's going to be said, and we're going to hear a story (laughs) about that. But that's how we met. So I want you, welcome first of all. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you for what you're doing. Glad to be here, buddy. And will you please just uh, share with us? We got a real life church planner here, Noah, and uh, flesh and blood, and share your testimony.
2: Sure. Uh, my parents were migrant farm workers from, uh, Mexico and, uh, South, South Texas. Um, and my grandparents would go from different states to, you know, Indiana, Ohio, found their way down to South Florida to a small suburb of Miami called Homestead, settled there. And my mom and dad, uh, ended up getting married, had me and my sister, and we've been there ever since. And so, we were not a Christian family. We had no idea that Christmas was about Christ, wow. you know. We we thought it was about Santa Claus and other different traditions. We we didn't know Easter was about Jesus. My mom actually came to know Jesus about 6 years ago and three and about 5 years ago said I never knew Jesus was about, Christ, about wow. Christmas about Christmas. She's, wow. she's you know, she's in her late 50s. Wow. Um, and so I came to know the Lord because I was chasing a young lady that I was attracted to and she was going to a, to a church to a youth. <laughs> and I said, man, you know what? I, I might try Jesus just to get, you know, just to get close to her and, uh, ended up being exposed to the gospel, came to know Jesus at 17 years old. Wow. Um, and my, my wife, uh, came to know the Lord when she, when she was 18, we got married when we were 20, I three kids by the time we were 25, Planted a church, uh, start, started pastoring at a church there in Miami when I was uh, 26, and we planted a church when we were, when I was 29. Wow. And so um, I'm 35 years old now. We've been going at it ever since. I, um, a, a brother that I came uh, to, to Mariana uh, with for disaster relief that we're doing right now, um, he said, How did, when did you know you were called into ministry? And, and I knew from the moment I trusted Christ mm. that I was going to give my entire life to him. Mm. And so uh, what better place than my, than my hometown? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: And yeah. Homestead, people are moving in the Homestead just uh, in record numbers. Yeah, they're coming in
2: droves, man. Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have... And you just got exposed to the panhandle of Florida. There is a huge difference between the panhandle of Florida and Homestead, Florida.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, man. Homestead is extremely eclectic. So it's, you have different cultures. You have uh, you have different just societal norms, different income brackets. It's it's not um, what you would experience, and I didn't know this until I started traveling a little bit more. It's not what you would normally experience in your uh, old town, you know, uh, American city, right. uh, and so we are uh, we have a huge undocumented population mm-hmm. we have a, uh, a, a extremely high rate of fatherlessness mm-hmm. um, and we have a, a, a huge population of just migrant farm workers rural you know mm-hmm. uh, working in in, in in the in the farms at the same time we have very dark uh, much darker issues like sex sex trafficking and yes. human trafficking and those kind of things that that we've all been exposed to and brother Shelly I thought it was normal I mean oh, this has wow. been my life Life, wow. You know, this is my life. So Until you, you you travel, and he's like, "Oh, we are a little different. <laughs> you know, we speak a little different, we look a little different, you know, and we act a little different." So yeah, it's very it's very different.
0: Well, Alex, tell tell us a little bit about your church plant. Uh, you you said you you planted in uh, in in South Florida. You've been there about five years. Tell us a little bit about how your church plant is set up. Uh, what's maybe the demographic of some of the people who are in there? Yeah, uh, and and, uh, and tell us a little bit about how that's going. Yes,
2: Summit Church of Homestead was planted about five or six years ago um, give or take we didn't have any, a, a very formal launch date so it was somewhere somewhere about 2015 2014 November to February and uh, we I was pastoring at a church it was a, it was a very large church in the area and I just felt moved by God to, to plant a little bit closer. To my home, was, the church was about thirty minutes away. I wanted to get closer, and um, so I started speaking to the leaders and to the to the senior pastor there, and to the and to the gentleman that was in charge of church planning. Um, and so it was a little different because I was a, a campus pastor, and it's how do you transition a campus pastor to plan a church? Um, I wanted to uh, to have a peaceful transition and to 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 leave the church in uh, better than, I, than than we found it and 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 do all that. And by God's grace, they they supported us. You know they mm-hmm. supported us. Good. They said we want to get behind what you're doing, and so they helped us uh, financially. They helped us b- b- creating a little team, and we took our our team of uh, eight eight families, and we started our church right right there in uh, in West Homestead with those twelve families, and um, yeah, the rest is history.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Wow.
1: Well, you've been a church for five years. Yeah,
2: about five
1: years. This is. This is the dilemma that we have. Not only is the state different, but here we are in, at First Baptist Fe, a 120-year-old church, traditional church. Incredible. And, now, <laughs> That's I, incredible. and now I'm sitting here with a church planner, and your church is five years old. That's right. What the challenge is for the panhandle and my people and my church to understand church planning the weaknesses, the struggles that church planners have. Um, just for instance, tradition. We have a lot of tradition around here, and, and then sometimes that holds you back. A lot but of the times. <laughs> a lot of the time, it'll it'll hold a church back, and usually a new church doesn't have that tradition hanging over them. But on the other side, that tradition brings a constant. I mean, if, if I left tomorrow, right. this church would go on. Right. It's it's established and it has people in leadership. Assuming that if, if you left tomorrow mm. uh, it would be a big impact yeah. on the church plan. That's right. So what are the what are the challenges of church planning that uh, you see that you face every day that maybe maybe a church like ours can help you sure. with?
2: sure um so i think just on a at a macro level uh it's clear resources we do not have the resources that established churches have other people when when was this church planted what year
1: 1899
2: so in 1899 somebody made that extreme sacrifice right and they pioneered down to a place that was probably very mildly populated if anything it might have been a few alligators out here or something you know (laughs) and they came out and they they laid their life out and and they established it and people came and people came and it grew and it was established and now there's old land here there's old resources there's establishments we we don't have that right you know right now we're meeting um at the building of another church so mm-hmm. we don't even have you know we don't have a, we don't have a property mm-hmm. which is helpful in some ways we're not we, we don't have that burden
1: right
0: right
2: right but um it's also it's also to a disadvantage in the sense that we don't have somewhere to go throughout the week sometimes mm-hmm. and so the um the fact in south florida being uh, landlocked and with the, the cost of buildings being so high that is a huge struggle hmm not to mention training. Training is also a big, a big issue that we have because um, in our context, thirty percent of our church. That's their first church experience. Wow. And because of that, they they don't understand communion. We have to teach that to them. It's not something they knew growing up. They, they don't understand baptism. It just it's Sometimes the first time they ever seen someone baptized it was right there on a Sunday morning. They don't understand church membership. They don't understand polity. And, and, and certainly they don't understand doctrine and theology. And so we're getting um, a lot of people we're trying to teach right from the beginning. It's a huge challenge to train.
0: hmm yeah, yeah. That, that's awesome. So, so what are some things that, that we can do? Uh, like, like Pastor Shelley said, it's kind of almost out of sight, out of mind. There there are church planners out. You're down there in South Florida doing awesome, amazing things. And, and we're up here, and we want to be a part of what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that, that we can do outside of obviously praying for you? And, and we can talk about some of, some of those specifics in a second. But but sure. what are some things, maybe some specific resources that you need or or uh, if you need a, a team or whatever to, yep. to come and help you? What, what does that look like?
2: Well, uh, uh, up front, we need money. We okay. need resources. Um, this isn't... It, look, you have people that are on site in a what I would call a different country, South Florida. Oh, yeah. And uh, you have to gauge, the leaders here have to gauge whether we're doing a good job or not. And if you if you conclude there's people on site already doing a good job, I would say come behind us and support what's already happening. Right. Pe- disciples are being made. We've baptized sixty people since the time we've started. Many of those just came to know the Lord. At, you know, in the in the life of our church, we're doing what we can. Christ is is just permeating our culture. Come come behind us with resources and yes. support us. Yeah.
1: You know, um, traditionally you go on a mission trip and to South Florida or whatever, and you do like backyard Bible clubs, mm-hmm. that that's not what you need. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Right. Correct me. You you don't need a group to come in for a week. When that happens, that almost puts a burden on your church sure. to take care of the missionaries that sure. are doing Bible school. Money is, you know, it always boils down to money, <laughs> but it's the easiest thing mm-hmm. because you, you send it and you can put it to work immediately um, uh, in your church wherever wherever it's needed mm-hmm. so we, we we're gonna pray about uh, this partnership sure. I, I I can see uh, see us partnering partnering with you and with your church at Summit Church of homestead and, and uh and becoming friends becoming uh Ministry partners Amen. in this uh, in this big world of lost people that need Christ. Sure. Amen, brother. Well, I thank you, Alex, for sharing with us today, and I'm going to close us in prayer and ask God's blessing on you and your ministry.
2: Sure. Do you mind if I just say one, one more do. thing here? Yes. Um, you know, I can tell you understand when you say that it creates a burden for us to mm-hmm. to. Um, to host people as they come in for mission trips, right? You you, you get it, you understand, yeah. And, and that's and that's a reality for us. Mm-hmm. And I also, but I do want to say also, brother, it's it's an honor to be able to help and support people as they go on short term mission. Because mm-hmm. for us coming here for a week and helping with the hurricane relief, I know I've been on mission enough to know that any mission trip under three weeks, the biggest beneficiary is are the people going,
1: mm-hmm. right? You
2: know, and so when you get people out of their their context. And you bring them down to South Florida, and they're forced to to speak to people in a different language that they haven't really practiced, or mm-hmm. you know, talk to people that look a little different and, and from different places. They come back to Bonifay, they come back to Mariana changed. That's right. And and in a sense, it is a an arm of discipleship for us, and we we gladly do it. You yeah. know,
1: and yes, so, yeah.
0: it helps the church see what's going on, and it, it yeah, no yeah. longer becomes out of sight, out of mind. For sure, they've it's been changed and they've experienced. Amen. It.
1: Well, this has been good. Um, let let's pray together and ask God's blessing on Homestead, on Summit Church, Amen. in Homestead. Father, I thank you for Alex. I thank you for what he's doing this week and for his church that is pouring into the Panhandle the love of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for Summit Church of Amen. Homestead. Lord, I ask you to pour out your blessing on them in just an incredible way alex's leadership i just ask you to just uh give him wisdom guidance and direction and lord we do pray for resources we pray for training Uh, lord we pray for salvations and discipleship in this church lord keep them safe as they travel this week use them mightily for your kingdom in yes, Jesus' Lord. name. Thank you,
0: Lord. Amen. 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 Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, Alex, real quick, is is there a a, a website that your church has that, that some of our listeners, if, if they want to go and, and check out what you're doing down in South Florida, they can do that?
2: Yeah. Thank you for that, Noah. Yeah, we our 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 website is summithomestead.org. Okay. That's uh, Summit Homestead. Yeah, that's normal spelling. .org, uh, and you can find us on Facebook also. Okay. Facebook, we update pretty often, and okay. so you can, you know, follow us uh, and even some of the pictures of what we're doing up here. You know, those will be posted today.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome, yeah, so. and, and I'll put that in the the podcast notes as well, so that you can find them. Uh, thank you, Alex, for thank for you. being with us today, and and working in the panhandle and, uh, like, like pastor Shelly said, and like we've talked about, we pray for what you're doing down in South Florida. Thank we want to brother. be a part of it. And, uh, we want to, we want to make sure that we are encouraging you and, and, and helping you whatever way that we can. Uh, thank you, pastor Shelly. Thank Amen. you guys for listening. Amen. Make sure that you, you subscribe and leave a, a review and, uh, don't, don't forget. Always remember Jesus is the answer.